All right, and welcome to another episode of the Bakari Sellers Podcast. Today we have somebody who I can tell has probably been doing a lot of these interviews and doing a press run, but she still looks amazingly refreshed, <laughs> but none other than Belile Bakele. How are you doing today? Talk to me about that first. What's going on? I know this press, I've been on press runs before. Talk to me about how you're feeling about where you are, and is it just one laptop interview after another? Now, you know, I'm still processing it, like as a filmmaker, to be able to share my work with the world is such an honor. And every every conversation has been really heart opening. <laughs> no, so my show is unique in that we ask um, the same question to start our interviews with everyone from uh, Cicely Tyson to Jada Pinkett to uh, Deshaun Watson or whomever it may be, Hillary Clinton, and now you which is to just walk us through the arc of your career, because um, you began modeling at a young age and you've been in beauty campaigns, you've been in magazines, et cetera. Um, and you, I don't want to say recently, about a decade ago, though, you began this, this uh, um, uh, journey in um, documentary filmmaking. Just talk us through the arc of your career and how you ended up in a place where now you're on Amazon Prime, which is pretty dope in itself. It is. I mean, it's surreal. Um, yeah, I started, you know, and I thought actually I was going to be a dentist. I was pre-med um, freshman college and I was discovered by a photographer on my way to class and became a model, moved to New York and had a career for almost 15 years. And but, you know, that modeling also helped me sort of fund my passion um, filmmaking. Secretly, I was sort of um, either working for free on different people's projects or trying to launch some sort of like um, film company. And I think um, to, to have the, the sort of the belief that you can do it is what, you know, separates you from, from your dream and making it possible. Like I didn't have anyone that looked like me was around me who's a filmmaker. So I didn't think it was possible. So I just like, you know what, let me just, dabble in it secretly and see where it takes me. So that's how it started. <laughs> and this is this is where it's taking you. Talk about your upbringing, bringing your background, your ethnicity, your culture, who you are, and what does that bring out in the films and documentaries that you produce and the work that you do? Um, it, I'm sure it's not something you shy from, but what does that lens look like when you are putting together the art that you do, even modeling to here? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm originally from Ethiopia and I lived between the Europe and the US for many years. And modeling also has taken me sort of all over and become a nomad and living out of a suitcase for many years. So, I, you know, to have that sort of experience of immersing myself with different cultures has given me a wider perspective, not only as a filmmaker, but as a woman. Um, and yeah, initially, you know, my first film was about, um, the you know climate change and the role it plays in you know education and sort of not making it possible for young girls particularly to attend school and just lending my my voice because it's always been my passion to sort of tell the untold stories and that's what drove me to be a filmmaker um you know coming from Ethiopia growing up we were the poster children for famine for many years although it happened way before my time um, I do know that I wish there was, you know, a storyteller that told it from our perspective. Mm. You know, like we never talked about how there was a communism going on. There was a, 
crisis of like drought going on in that part of Ethiopia. So we never dove into it, but only we saw it from like the images of the Western media taking pictures of like starving children. And that was what Ethiopia is known for. So, you know, the power of holding the camera, the power of storytelling, and also like the visual metaphors that stay with us and how we connect to each other. Um, I knew um, even with modeling, you know, walking into a casting and someone asking me, where am I from? And I say, I'm from Ethiopia. Where is that in Africa? Oh, you don't look African. Because at that time, you know, there was a certain look that defined Africa. So it was either people assumed I was Brazilian or I was mixed or something else. So it was every moment I stepped into a room, it was sort of like educating or sharing who I am to people who had no clue about my part of the world. You know, like, oh, you're so exotic. I'm like, actually, I'm not. There are about 87 million people who look like me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're an author, too, though. And you've, you've delved into that as well. Uh, I, I would I would venture to say that you're you're I think the way to surmise your background is that you're an artist. But talk about what it meant to actually write about your upbringing. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Addis Ababa that you were from. And talk about how that is just to be able to show your art to the world as we begin to get into Maxine's baby. Yeah, I mean, the the photography book came about from my first film and having all these incredible you know, photos of like six different tribes that are rural parts of Ethiopia that most people don't get to really um, experience in, in media. So, you know, I thought, okay, what a way to sort of like share who I am. You know, yes, I, I spent majority of my childhood in Addis, but I spent actually half of my early part of childhood in the village of Ethiopia. And mm -hmm. that's like where my core is and it's also what pulls me back into really understanding the lack of education understanding that there's certain traditions and, and rituals and practices that keep young women from advancing and being equal um contributors of society i mean i i just i just put all of that together and then and then now you're here with us uh <laughs> together it's a journey of um perseverance i believe i would say Talk to us about Maxine's baby. Why this um, subject? Um, why now? And um, I'll get to my last question in a minute. Not my last question, but my last question in that series of questions in a minute. But why this subject and why now? Well, initially, it wasn't meant to be a documentary. You know, 10 years sort of went in like a joke. <laughs> Um, initially, you know, I had the front row seat, the privilege of having the front row seat with watching Tyler become busier than ever in 2014. I was pregnant with our son, about five months pregnant, and he just acquired Fort McPherson Army Base and turning it into a major motion picture studio. That alone could be a film, you know, and on top of that, he was on tour with the play and writing, directing, producing TV, as well as film, how do you explain to anyone how this man works? The process, the hard work that no one gets to see. We sort of, people like Tyler, who's achieved so much, we celebrate the end result, but we never get to see what it took to get there. You know, so I just sort of jokingly said to him, there should be a documentary about you. And not really pitching myself, because I, again, I didn't think I could do it. Such a big story um he said why don't you do it 
So we just slowly sort of started filming, archiving, um, shotgun style, no crew. We didn't even mic him. I just didn't want to be on the way of how he moves, how fast he moves. And just to observe and take myself out of it from what I know and just from a brand new perspective of, okay, who is this man at the core level? I think we know him as this man who created that larger than life character, Medea. And either we celebrated that or dismissed him as that one thing only and nothing else. And there was a lot of misunderstanding and also misconceptions of, of who this guy is. And, and I think he was also ready to open up and, and share who he is at the core level. Why now? Why did, why, you know, one of the things about, uh, I had a documentary, which will, which has never been on Amazon Prime about my journey when I was running for office. I mean, one of the most amazing things was it, it, it apparently hit at the right time. So people paid attention to it. Why now though? Why, why, why share Tyler's story right now? Well, I think as a filmmaker, you feel like any time is the right time. Because hmm. to have the privilege of telling anyone's story, you sort of are in the mercy of the story. And I feel like, you know, we thought when he opened the grand opening, that was it. Okay, we've been filming this big celebration of a grand opening of a studio. That's the end. And then COVID hits. And then he created his own formula on how to open his studio up and, and up and running. That became a whole another journey of filming as well. So I feel like right now, it feels like a good time to share with people who this man is. I mean, he's still dreaming. Again, we could keep filming because he's still busy. He's still dreaming and building. But I think it's also about how many people can, can see this film and see themselves, um, whether it's uh, the connection through someone who endured trauma or mm -hmm. if an entrepreneur, hopefully they see themselves in creating this formula of this, this businessman who paved the way for himself and for others to come after him. Um, and also, I think streaming service has sort of opened up to the world and make connecting us just like social media. So each other's story is able to reach far beyond our imagination. Like I think about my students in Ethiopia who are going to be able to see this. Um, and Ethiopia hasn't been the best environment right now the past three years and hopefully they can dream beyond their circumstances so i feel like um it's very hard to say the time when is the right time to release something i think as a filmmaker if you have an audience any time is, is a privilege to to share your work i guess one of the more important questions i have is how because one of the things that i count myself as uh, maybe not one of tyler's closest friends of course but somebody that i lean on often and, and talk to often but I also know he's very private. And so how were you able to gain this access? A lot of documentarians are going to be like, you know, this is this is somebody. And how were you able to convince him to share his story with the world? Yeah, I think patience, the grace of time was very important. And especially when you are discussing something as a heavy topic as trauma, you have to make sure that you leave room for your subject to be open in their own time. You know, there are days we film for 16 hours and nothing happened. And there are days we film for five minutes and he's like, let me tell you how I feel, you know? And I think vulnerability, no matter how close we are with the people we love, it really depends on the landing pad. You know, it's like how you're feeling that day to share who you are and how what you feel. So that 
time was important and letting him open up in his own terms. Maxine's baby. Talk about the role of Maxine and talk about the role of those individuals around Tyler who made him who he is today. Well, you know, Maxine is uh, at the core. She's the heart of the story. You know, she's also someone who endured so much trauma, you know, domestic abuse, along with her her, her boy, her son, I'm, uh, I'm just going to say Aman, uh, Tyler. Um, and also, I think when we, again, going back to the human story of who, I'm, of who Tyler is, we have to dive deep, take a deep dive in the origin of where he comes from. You know, many times artists sort of, including myself, draw from our own background in, in how we paint. So in this case, you know, whether we look at Medea or all the other characters are influenced by these strong women, like his aunt, who shows up to sort of try to save her sister and her nephew in the documentary. She shares her story um, and also celebrating New Orleans, you know, someone who came from the South, what faith and church means. Um, to the community. So all of that is a part of the, the heart. And Maxine is what holds all of that together. Oh, and tell me something that people would be surprised to know about Tyler Perry. Mm. I mean, it's, that's hard to, to, to encompass in one sentence, but I, I think... I mean, you can take two sentences. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I, I think what people will be surprised to know is um, the process of healing, what it looks like in Tyler's perspective and Tyler's practice. You know, he's still supporting um, the father figure who, you know, um, caused so much trauma in his life, but for the sake of sort of like, you know what, he did food, put food on the table for my mother and I, so, I'm doing well for myself and I will support him and those, you know, around, around me, family and beyond. And I think that speaks volume about forgiveness, what that looks like in practice. I think when we talk about love and healing and, and forgiveness in words, it's so easy and it feels so light, but in practice, it's pretty heavy. It's pretty hard. I'll tell you a Tyler Perry story. I, um, about three months ago, um, uh, I reached out via X to this young woman. She's not young. She's 93 years old, named Josephine Wright here in South Carolina. And we wanted to help her and had a press conference. And Tyler texted me and said, how can I actually texted him the article because some people were trying to take it. He said, how can we help this woman? And just about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he's building her a new home in Hilton Head. Um, she's 93, 94, she's every bit of four foot 10. And I said, so me being me and Tyler being Tyler, I said, I want to pay her property taxes. And he said, he basically was like, LOL. He was like, nah, I got it. I just want to go ahead and get it done. Take, take a little bit of money and go home, Bacardi, but thank you for your effort. But it's that type of heart that he has. Answer the most important questions, because I know you're doing these I, I'm going to push out Maxine's baby. I'm going to stream it repeatedly because I want you to be a success. I can't wait for your next project, which brings me to one of my last questions. Talk to me about the projects you're working on, if you can, and what do we have to look forward to from you next? Oh, well, it's still in alpha stages, and I don't know if I can share, but I'm working on a documentary and a, and a TV series. And again, oh. back to the heart of the human story, I'm really interested in and the quiet moments that make us who we are, that gray area in between. <laughs> mm. 
Now, most important question, because we got Lauren on here, we got Caroline, we got somebody who popped in earlier. Most important question is, how can people watch Maxine's Baby? When can they watch it? You can watch it. It's streaming starting today on Prime Videos. And, you know, look up Maxine's Baby, the Tyler Perry story, and voila. From there the you go. Home. <laughs> You've said that a few times. I want to say thank you for spending some time. You didn't have to say yes to this interview. Thank you to your team, which was amazing to work with. Thank you. And I wish the very best to your little man, um, who is, I've had the opportunity to meet him once at the studio opening and you once at the grand studio opening or studio grand opening. And you're a special, special person. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you. I appreciate this. Thank right. you so much.